Hello everyone, welcome to episode 34 of Floating Through Film. This week we can we start a new series on my pick, Ziga Vertov, which I'm excited to get into, but before I do that let me introduce uh, our other host here, Blake. What's up? And Luke. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we should just get it off with the beginning. Uh, get is this take two? No, <laughs> yeah, so this is take two basically, yeah. So yesterday we tried to record and our uh, mic kept cutting out randomly we got through one move one of the movies yes, and yes. then we f- figured that out yeah and then so. i and then i look back and i see it's not recording we've been talking for like 20 minutes probably a little longer yeah but so if, if, if we sound a bit apathetic for this first whoa, movie, whoa, or, I'm, still, or, I'm, I'm so excited okay I'm so excited. i mean uh, i'm always excited <laughs> Uh, it, it, <clears throat> I mean, you know how some, yeah. direct, you know how some directors thought actors were only good on their like their twentieth take. Oh like, yeah, we're we're you know, being Kubrick here. Better, yeah, 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 we're Kubrick here, and, or David yeah. Fincher or something. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, we we only get better with the, each take. We only uh, get better. Yeah. With I, each. Like sure, sure. I like that optimism. I like that optimism. Okay, but um, yeah, to get to get actually into the series Vertov, let me kind of just introduce about why I wanted to do how I got to Vertov in the first place. Um, because you know I first. Did Chaplin, and I kind of want at least want to go in a little bit over my picks in chronological order as well. And so I was thinking, okay, who could I do after Chaplin? And I thought maybe doing a kind of a a brief survey on uh, Soviet film history in like the 20s and 30s, you know, uh, the kind of stuff that I've at least watched a little bit of. And then when I started doing, you know, reading more about, it, I was like, oh, maybe it would just be interesting to talk about uh, Eisenstein versus Vertov, you know, their kind of differences, yeah. and just narrow it down to that, you know, for only four or five weeks. <clears throat> And then when I started doing, uh, just reading more about Vertov, to be like, okay, first I'm going to read about Vertov, and then I'll read about Eisenstein, because I've already read about Eisenstein. Yeah. Start reading about Vertov, I'm like, okay, I just have to, it, it just has to be a whole series on Vertov, I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's almost it. like, yeah, he deserves yeah. it, and I, I almost felt guilty for, like, knowing way more about Eisenstein than I did about Vertov to this point, so, okay. that's kind of how I arrived here, and, uh, but really, really what made me get to that point was reading a lot of his writings, he kind of, in a lot of ways... I feel closer to him than I do to Eisenstein, sure. you know, in terms of the stuff I agree with. Um, and that's kind of, it's going to show, show more in our last episode when we talk about uh, two directors that I think have, are more in the Vertov lineage than they are in the Eisenstein yeah. lineage. So, okay. and, and this is kind of how I'm going to open up to you guys. And the reason for that is, is um, this whole concept of what is a documentary in film, right? I know both of you guys have definitely... You guys are definitely more um, open to the idea of what that can be yeah. more than most people. So, definitely. but in general, what like, let me ask you that two questions then. How do you guys think a normal person thinks a doc, what a documentary is, or what it should be, and then what do you think it is? And either one of you guys can go. Who, who, what do you mean? Yeah, you can go. Okay, okay. okay. So, what's the first? So, what do you, what I think other people think? Documentary yeah, what is, is what is a general average person's view of a documentary? Well, yeah, it's uh, what you know. Generally, it's like stuff they see in school on, like you know, just like giving you straight facts. You know, yes, factual yes. information is generally how people see it. Like yes. you know, nature documentaries, uh, history documentaries. But what documentary it really is, and what I think it is, it's it's just filming real the real world, because you know, documentaries are biased because mm-hmm. if it's made by a person, it's going to be biased in some yes. way. But yeah, I think uh, and uh, a movie I, I want to give a shout out to that does this like that kind of pushes the limits of what it is is F for fake um, one of my favorite documentaries and one of my favorite movies in general and that it literally is a documentary but it's inherently biased and intentionally lying to you uh, to prove a point so yeah that's what I think okay, okay. what about you boy yeah. no I mean a lot a lot of what Luke said I agree with especially of how people view documentaries and at least in the states like 
like most people, if you ask them, do you like documentaries? They say, oh yeah, I like like uh, I like nature documentaries. I like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I like social uh, social rights documentaries, yes, like yes, talking yes. about like politics, Vietnam, so. just politics, some, anything yeah, like some that. Some serious issue. Yeah, know. and yeah. it's always from the lens of the Western world, though, as well, which is something that I'm excited to talk about with with a because, like Luke said, everyone does have biases. Like even if they don't think they do, they do. Yeah. Um, especially whenever. They're talking about issues like we're going to get into with Vertov. Like, he's definitely biased towards his country because he has strong ideas. I mean, he was, like, in his early 20s making these movies yeah, that we're about to talk about. I didn't even know that. To be yeah, honest. no, he's in his <laughs> early 20s. And so, like, this is the time where he is as most passionate, for sure, about, like, where his country's going. And you can see that in his, in his, in his movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, to, documentaries, to me, is, like... Uh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, filming the real world, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. I kind of, I want to, I'm going to definitely ask you the guys this at the end, if I can remember. So okay. I want to see maybe if we think about what Murtaugh thought about what documentary was or how we're going to see what he thought about it yeah. through the course of his movies. Um, maybe we'll have a, a little better, a clear opinion at the end. Cause I'm still very lost on what I think it is too, obviously. Okay. I mean, yeah, but, it's, cause that's the thing. Yeah, I think a lot a of people, line. They know, they know what a documentary is, right? It's like yeah. it's a, it's almost one of the clearest uh, things they have in their head. It's like a genre, just like honestly, you could say this about most genres, where once you go into them, they're way more open than you initially think. Yeah. But like yeah. you know, when you think of a western, you think of a certain thing. You know, yeah. people when think people think of documentary, they think of a certain thing. And I think uh, one thing I'm I'm gonna uh, you guys kind of hovered around it that I wanted to bring up was I think a lot of people think of it as unbiased, right? And yeah. I know we kind of mentioned this too, but they think documentaries should be unbiased whereas like a normal piece of art or fiction has an author that has a point of view yeah. right a documentary shouldn't have that and yeah. that's and and that kind of leads me to Vertov here because um it's kind of why uh, i uh, i've read that and i'm going to mention this book a lot throughout the course of the series so i'll kind of mention it up front um it's called defining uh, ziga Vertov by jeremy hicks and uh it's really good he goes through all his, all his movies and stuff but he talks about how Vertov was, and especially a lot of Soviet documentaries, were hated for a long time in the West because they didn't have this, what a documentary sh- should be, obje- yeah. uh, unbiased, right? Yeah. They were biased right from the get- get-go. They yeah. knew they were biased. Yeah, they, were they were commissioned by the government, certain, too, yes, yeah. But, yes. yes, they were speaking to a certain audience, the same way like a war film in the United States in the 1940s was speaking to a certain audience, Man, like the yeah. great dictator, you know? Like, um, it's the same kind of thing, right? They, they, uh, they are speaking to a certain audience. But that, would, that, that means to a certain Western audience... It already closed off what a do- that like they were just lying, you know. It was a documentary. Yeah. They were yeah. just lying half the time. But Vertov never claimed to be telling uh, an unbiased point of view. Yeah. And yeah. that's what makes um if you if you can kind of open your eyes to that that and uh, obviously you guys already know that documentaries can be more than just unbiased things. Oh, yeah. Um. So I think you guys are gonna enjoy Vertov. And. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of what I, what I was trying to get to is, you really have to have that kind of open view when getting into Vertov, or else you're always gonna have that kind of. Well, he's lying here. He's lying here. You know, like yeah. oh, it's just uh, propaganda. Yeah, so it's just, just propaganda. Write this off. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, we're doing this podcast, so there's yeah, uh, <laughs> hopefully you don't have that uh, points of view. But, hopefully not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe we'll, you'll come out of this and you'll hate the Soviet Union even more. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I doubt it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we should just get into uh, the movies. Then we'll start with Kino Eye, uh, 1924. And I kind of want to open Kino Eye with actually Blake because Blake has seen um, more of the Kino Pravdas. So Vertov did 
a newsreel series before he started making feature-length films. And that uh, last series he did was called Kino Pravdos. What, what, 24 of them? 23. 23 think, of them? Yeah. Okay. 23, yeah. So 23 of them. I've only seen a few. Blake has seen, like, over half? I've seen, yeah, I've seen 15 of 15? Okay. So. okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so... And now you've seen Kino Eye, so... Yeah. Well, how do you relate them? What do you think... No, yeah. About well, them. first, what are, what are you, first, you you actually told me this today, and I I should I should have honestly looked this up whenever I whenever I was just watching through a Pekino Pravda like Pravda means truth in Russian, and that's a huge thing with uh with what Bertov's like whole thing was of like filming. If you want to get more into that later, or, or, like yes. right now, you can. But yes. like um yeah, this whole thing was like like the camera can show truth better than anything else, basically. Yeah, yeah. And like Kino Pravda, the reason I liked it so much is because like. He literally thought the camera was going to replace newspapers, and it was a better way to do like newspapers and to show to show you the actual truth of what the newspaper is trying to tell you. Yes, yes. He's like he's like taking out the middleman basically yes, yes. to just show you to just show you what's actually happening. Yes, yes. And the newsreels are amazing, and I honestly think everyone should at least watch some of them because like you can you can jump into any of them honestly. Like they they are linear, and that's one thing that is very different from like Kino Pravda to Kino I because Kino I is not very linear. I mean, it's a little linear, but not, like, super linear. Um, but Kino Pravda, like, it does follow just, like, a timeline because he's just shooting this in order as he's commissioned, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but my favorite thing about the Kino, about Kino Pravda and about Kino I and all the ones we've watched so far is we in the West just don't get, uh, we just don't get, like, actual footage of, what the Soviet Union being formed was like, you know? Yeah. We only get told about all the bad shit they did. Exactly. About, like, how... About, like, we, we get taught the Bolshevik Revolution, basically, and then nothing after that except the Soviet Union is bad yeah. until 1992, whenever the Iron Curtain fell. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, but, like, it's so, it's, like, so... It's, like, really... It's a rewarding experience watching, like, actual footage from the Soviet Union and, like... Like, yes, you can say Ziga Vertov is biased in his opinion, because he is. But I'd rather, like I said yesterday, I'd rather watch his biased version of this rather than a, rather than someone from the West making it, making an unbiased, in quotation marks, version of the Soviet Union. Because yes. I know that's not an unbiased version of the Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, they just have so. a different perspective. <laughs> yes, right? yeah. That's it. That's that's what I'm biased is. Yeah. A different and it, it is really rewarding watching like actual footage of a country being born. Like it's it's a yes. it's a weird experience. Yes. It really is. And uh, that's um, yeah, because you mentioned at the beginning how Bertal was in his twenties making yeah. this. You know, just it's 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 kind of just almost, almost like a perfect confluence of events where you have like a young, uh, basically just a poet looking for a kind of a medium to express himself. Yeah. You have the birth of a new fil- uh, medium in film, but then also the birth of a new country at the same time yeah mm-hmm. and you get Vertov uh trying to combine these things you know at the same time almost you know just almost his and I think you kind of uh, at least from the Kino Pravdas I've, I've seen and basically I mean just knowing Vertov in general is even though they are just newsreels and uh, they are linear he's still trying to make them exciting yes you know he's exciting. still trying to make them energetic mm-hmm. and that's uh, something throughout the course of all his movies like he's he's definitely wanting to tell the truth you know he's mm-hmm. definitely excited about that part but he also just honestly just kind of a nerd about how excited uh how cool it is that, oh yeah uh, all the different stuff you can do with editing all the different yeah, stuff you yeah. can do with, yeah kino i just uh, felt so playful yes and, yes, and all, yes the whole time basically. and honestly that can kind of just lead us right into kino i uh, uh yeah because I, I thought honestly yeah. i thought you said kino pravda oh no I, was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like that leads us to kino, <laughs> yeah, <you actually> <laughs> kino I, yeah. yes but that still leads us to kino i so um 
So, yeah, Blake, what do you think about Kino Eye? Uh, how do you think it's different than... No, so, like I said with Kino Pravda, the main, the main thing with, like, the differences in this one, I think, is, like, he does go... I mean, this one's still a little linear, but he does play with the formula a lot more, like... He, he exper- it's like he experiments with the newsreels this time. Like, this is, this is still, like, Kino Eye is still kind of like a newsreel-type movie, but... He's doing something a lot more experimental with it than just Aquino Pravda, where he is just going linearly. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying, he's try. I don't want to say he's trying to make this like a movie, but he is. He is. He's just experimenting with what he can do, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that was why that that was like the main difference in the two to me, at least. But I mean, I mm-hmm. want to mention how Jeremy Hicks and um, I mean, it's kind of just obvious watching through these movies is uh, this this movie is actually. I mean, obviously it's because it's a feature film, but this is kind of seen in his career as the shift towards more poetic. Like you're saying, more just nonlinear, uh, nonlinear, just not just straight newsreel, basically. Yeah. You know, where he's actually starting to make it his own kind of language, almost, right? And um, that's kind of why I wanted to start here too, even though I thought about doing some of the Kino Prophets and stuff, but I just wanted to get all of it. that. This is why I'm interested in, right? Uh, this yeah. part of this part of his career. So, um, but uh, Luke, what did you think of the movie overall? Before we yeah, jump in specifically, I, I just really loved the main thing I really was drawn to was just how like funny was happening with like the experimentation and what you could do yes, like yes. with the camera. Um, you know, I I loved all the sequences in reverse, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, when he puts things in reverse, and also uh, where he shows different stuff from different perspectives. Like it's just all very interesting in my opinion, yes, especially yes. with how early it was in film history. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, we should just oh, we'll just jump right into it at least with uh, we, I don't we don't we, like. It would be almost impossible to go shot by shot because a lot of the shots yeah. are just interesting and yeah. kind of have their own, like we've been saying, documentary aspect to them where you could talk yeah. about them. Yes. So yeah. um, I, I kind of just want to mention our favorites and we'll kind of maybe flow through it somewhat chronologically, even though the movie's not very chronological yes. at all. So, um, <laughs> but I, I love how the movie starts because at least the first third is, I think, my favorite. And it starts with the, uh, what are the, Young Pioneers. It starts yeah. with the Young Pioneers, you know, what they're doing. And they, like, it, it kind of shows them as, like, they're exciting as a movie themselves, you know, because yeah. Vertov is fighting against this whole, like, what most people when they were, honestly, just like now, but most people when they're going to the movies back then, they were expecting a, a play, you know, like a, a fictional world yes. that they were going to see. And he wanted to be like, no, look, the everyday life is more exciting than uh, what, you, what just filming a theater, you know? And so he's trying to combine just showing, you know, the life of a young pioneer and, like, why you would want to do it as a documentary, but also he's trying to make it almost narrative yeah. you know like almost like you're yeah. following the story of these young pioneers going through a town and getting uh getting prices and stuff yeah going through a town getting prices seeing like a chinese magician and all that stuff yes, like just having yeah. fun like being yes. kids also yes like, exactly like yes, it's too. yeah he just does all that stuff yeah yes that's more like at the end with their bath and everything yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> taking a, like a bath the shower uh, the river before going home and stuff yeah. yeah no he's combining all that right but more what he's trying to say is like that can be that's movie worthy yeah you know yeah. like basically life is movie worthy more than just uh something that's written on a script and filmed way apart from life basically and that's kind of what i love about the young pioneers because we get a lot, a lot of the, uh, both of that and then it kind of shifts to the process behind yeah. uh what they're selling you know so yeah. like uh, luke kind of mentioned uh, or maybe it was Blake, but we're going backwards in time. You know, he's doing oh, yeah. things that only cinema can do yeah. in a certain sense. You know, yeah. just going backwards in time with a few shots, or just reversing the the camp. You know, reversing yeah. the film basically. Yeah. So, because um, I know uh, on our first take, Blake mentioned this is uh, the 
The bull? The, yeah, yeah, the bull scene. Yeah, yes, the bull yes. scene. The bull yeah. scene is the one that happens first, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the one where it, like, starts... Where it's, like, he's literally... Like, he like, like you said yesterday, he's wanting to show you the process of, like, yeah. where you're getting, like, your food, basically. Yeah. Or, like, he just wants you to, like, know where it's coming from. He wants... Like, because he can... Because he, 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 you can know this stuff now. Yeah. With the with the advent of, yeah. of a camera. And, and he did, like, like he can actually show you it. And the so. way he was, like, talking about the slides was just, like... He was just, like, having, like... It was just like a funny way he was talking yeah. about, like, oh, I'm gonna put the skin back on, you know, like we're gonna, oh, we're gonna like <laughs> wheel them out, you know. Life is pretty yes, sad. Yes, yeah, yes. life, they're back. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> it's just, it, it is really weird seeing like. It a, just has the single caption: the bull comes back to life. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, <laughs> no, it's 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 really weird watching a bull get put back yeah, together. It's, on, obviously. I will never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will stay in my mind. <laughs> no, and like, it's something that we should mention is like he doesn't shy away in this movie from showing like or in the king of prophets either from showing the downtrodden in the soviet society you know like Definitely. that that's one of the reasons why the bull scene is important and why the bread scene later on is important is because like these processes that they're doing and like like how like uh, like day i think said yesterday like people can see this like food processing as being a bad thing because of where it's going to lead eventually like where we are now basically yeah, of like how we how we treat animals and stuff like that yeah but at the time like this is what they literally needed to do because their country was actually starving. Like, yes, so many yes, people were actually yeah. dying and starving in yes. the Soviet Union. And he doesn't shy away from showing that in multiple shots in all three of these movies, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nope, all three, definitely. And that I think it's more emphasized in the later two in some yeah. degree. But yeah, even in this one, like like you said, uh, just like how... Because uh, he was born in the 1890s in Russia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, and it's, it's more of a historical thing where, like, basically... Uh, Russia's production because of this change in the government how rapid it happened like Murtov is in the very middle of that towards the beginning right and so he kind of understood the old Russian world and what they were at least trying to build you know not all the way successful obviously but um like just the honestly I don't know how he got there from the bull this bull scene but it is more just like just showing the 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 process of what's behind this yeah right and he's trying he's showing it to an audience that's never seen this before for the most part, yes. right? They're seeing all these images right. for the first time. Yeah, if I was a person back then, my mind would be just like it, it, it's like the, the the time that the people saw the train in the theater. Honestly, like, dude, ran. yes, yes. Like, it kind of paralleled that because like, oh uh, yeah, it just that's at least that's what he's trying to get at, right? He's like he wants the world itself to be exciting yeah. through uh, the the cinema. That's what it can do, right? To, to, honestly, just like the train, like yeah. people, all those people have probably been to a train station before and they've seen yeah. a train coming at them, but all of a sudden, yeah. if you put in a movie theater, for some reason, it feels cinematic, even yeah. though it's, it's the same train. Right. Yeah. And that's honestly that's the poetic poetic kind of nature of film, at least in my opinion. Like it can make stuff like that exciting or make you rethink about it anyway. But um, uh, Blake mentioned the magician scene. That's kind of the next thing I wanted to talk about uh, in Kino Eye because, at least in my opinion, he's 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 even uh, kind of just showing a little sign of what film is itself. Because if you with one of the tricks magician does. He's literally doing the, the two rings yep. and then putting them together and then taking them apart. Like, just how Vertov really saw what montage was, right? Yeah. Just yeah. two separate shots, putting them together, and you can take them. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that while watching yes. it. Yeah, that's oh, and, definitely true. And he definitely was thinking yeah. about that for sure, yeah, because, um, I mean, that's what montage was. You it know? is, That's yeah. what all these guys thought about so much. Yeah. Like, what, what can you do with images when you put them together, you know? Yeah. So, um, and that magician will come back in his later movies. He's definitely the man with the movie camera, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, he'll definitely come back in his later movies. Maybe the same shots, too. 
Because he loves that idea of um, the magician kind of like a filmmaker. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I I mean, that's been around since Millier, obviously. It's definitely made yeah. the movie camera. It'll come back. Cause oh, okay, good. That's, yeah. Yeah, and Orson Welles will bring it back and never fake, you know? Yes. No, <laughs> but honestly, yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, filmmakers. That's why a lot of films uh, love using magic or magicians. Oh, I mean, like, Millier was literally a magician. Like, oh, Fleet, yeah, sure. love magic stuff. Okay, like, yeah. yes. No, there's, there's definitely... Oh, yeah, eight and a half? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can just yeah. name my favorite movies, you know? Yes, eight and a half scenes. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I can just name my favorite movies. Let's go with me. <laughs> no, but uh, I just, that's why I love the magician scene too. Just with yeah, the no, that's because that's kind of how he saw like because you'll see more with the man with the movie camera when he literally. Well, I'm pretty sure he's showing the, a magician scene, but then he'll uh, show the editor editing that scene. You yeah. know, but showing the same. That's what the editor does, right? They're taking yeah. two separate shots that don't even have to be connected. Like uh, the kids laughing could be a, in a totally different place. The magician doing the trick. Yeah. But you just put them next together, and it looks like the kids are laughing at the magician. Yeah. Uh, just stuff like that. Um, and he's starting to get there. He's not all the way self-aware yeah. like that, that, but he's he's starting to get there. And you can kind of tell, like literally, like with that trick. Um, mm-hmm. but this next, it's honestly just a short, a short while after that scene is probably my favorite moment in the movie is when it says, uh, it reads the young pioneer's diary, and he says yeah. something like, uh, "If the clock would go backwards." Uh, the bread would return to the bakery. Oh, yeah. And then it shows a clock of a sh- uh, shot of a clock. And then it shows some shot of uh, some shots of bread. And then it shows the Kino I continued the pioneer's thought. Yeah. And it, and it shows uh, the bread being made and oh, like going backwards, like with the flour and everything. It's just, it's really cool, too. No, it's a really great scene. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. It's a really great yeah, scene yeah, of like yeah. stop motion for sure. We approve. We <laughs> <laughs> approve. Yes, stop motion. Yeah. Yes, with the bread, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because he shows the bread going back, literally walking back into the bakery and, like, building itself up. Yes, and, like, yes. Bread powers, but... Yeah, yeah. See, he's just having fun with it, yeah, you know? Yeah, like... uh, when was it, was it? When was the first stop motion even? Uh, the first stop motion I've seen was in a Max Linder movie in, like, 1912. Uh, okay. there's was probably been, it's probably been before that. I'm sure Millier uh, did yeah. something. Yeah, I was wondering if this was, like, one of the first. I'm so. sure, I'm sure Millier though. did something yeah. with stop motion. He had to. That's a good question. I mean, uh, and speaking of the train shot, though, because that's... And you guys have to interrupt me too if you guys have shots or scenes you want to talk about because yeah. I'm just kind of mentioning mine. But because um, this, this one, it's actually pretty shortly after this one is. Do you remember the shot, the train going over the camera? Yes. Okay. It's yeah. Honestly, yeah. No, yeah, I was yes, wondering yeah. how they did that. Yeah. I was wondering a little bit how yeah. they did that. No, I'll never. Especially because those, those cameras have to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, they definitely they must have dug a hole. The, a hole. They right had to. Yeah. 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 I don't know how. Yeah. See, that's why we need this that shot for Man with the Movie Camera to show them filming uh, that True. scene. True. <laughs> yeah. okay. Man with the Movie Camera has a lot of shots like that where they're filming the guy filming the scene. Yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, the couple that I had on mine okay, was just yeah, like okay. the elephants. I just like okay, the elephants. Yeah. 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 Just because I, yeah, I, yeah. like, I just like elephants in uh, movies. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. But um, I also love, the, oh, okay, I forgot, uh, the diver. It's kind of a brief scene, but just the diver diving in, just immediately going back to the platform. It's just... Yeah, and funny. I kind of want to mention this, and I, I I didn't mention it. that's why take two is always better than take one because I didn't I forgot about it yesterday. Yeah, okay, okay. And I was going over uh, some of my uh, notes that from the keynote I uh, at least from Bertov's writings that I've read, and he mentions in one of them that the first time he thought about basically what a film could be was like he was he's I don't remember his exact age, but I think it was like early teens or something, and he remembers the first time he had to act for someone for a camera. And they told him, he was like, he said he was on a one or two story building and they told him to jump and they said he, they were going to film his face and then they mm-hmm. were going to slow it down. And that made him think about what film could do, uh, basically from a new angle, you know, seeing, mm-hmm. uh, someone's face. And that he, he said, that's kind of what made him think about that for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then that diving scene, 
that's what reminded me of that is this diving scene is where he's showing all these different slow motion angles like you see yeah. almost three different four different angles of them diving yeah. from that same yeah. spot just kind of like just another example of what he he was always thinking about what the camera could do what could it, what does that mean for the audience you know like and not just putting the camera in one place even though i i also like that too but uh he was definitely the opposite of that Yes, and yes. the diving yeah. is definitely the slow motion, all of that. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like, like I think, isn't it? It's in this one. I think that you mentioned yesterday where he like changes your perspective just a little bit. Like he like does one yeah. thing and they like just does yes. it from the side. And that's the next thing I was movie. gonna mention yeah. is the when he shows the the street from above, mm-hmm. and then he says the same place from a different angle. Yeah, which is also an essay. I'm pretty sure he titled an essay. He wrote the same with the same title, the same place from a different angle, because that's basically you know. What he loves about the camera, right? What it can do, what the mechanical eye can do, that a human eye can't. Yeah. Uh, you can just turn the camera a little bit, and it gives you a whole different perspective on the same street. Let alone the initial perspective. Well, still, yeah, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still on there. For, yeah, yeah, it's still it's on both. there. Yes. Yeah, and I like well because like at least to me, whenever he like switches it to the other way, it's like this is literally what a bird's like, you know, like mm-hmm. how a birds flying Honestly, through the air, dude, like, yes, <laughs> like I'm just yes. like, damn. No, it definitely makes me jealous of birds. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or drones, either yeah. one. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, okay, Michael, okay, yeah. Michael Bay fan. All right, <laughs> it's not uh, The one other one that I had, just like the sequence, this sequence I think I mentioned yesterday also, but it's like the sequence of him like saying sleeping, and then oh, it's like yeah. shows people sleeping, and then like the awakening, people waking up. Yes, yes. And then like he'll the awakening of a homeless person. Yeah, he'll come back to that. The awakening of a homeless person, the awakening of a, of a cocaine addict, and then the eternal sleep. Where it just shows like the funeral. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The funeral is honestly a brutal scene too. Yeah, like, it kind of, yeah. it just comes up. And I will say about Kino, I it's, he does get more precise and like more, precise is the best word I can use for his later films because they all have the same kind of ideas. But like in some of his later movies coming up that we're gonna watch, like, uh, he comes more precise. And the reason I I wanted to bring that up here is because it, that does seem kind of, does feel out of place almost. It does. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's like going back and forth almost too much with my the emotions a little bit, but. I love how the scene is actually filmed. With like, yeah, because uh, I think he says like a worker was mur- murdered or something. Or I think something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. That's, and yeah, just, that was he, the that was. Uh, and then he shows like a just, a, it's like almost like a Brisson scene where like, uh, after in pickpocket where, uh, his mother just died and they show the funeral and it's just like a single shot of like almost two or three shots of them at the funeral. Okay, yeah. And they're all they're all alone in the church. Damn. It's like a very yeah. similar where just like a single shot of, uh, the hand holding her kid. And then they show her face, and like there's not a lot of emotion though. And that's why like uh, they're not directly related to me, but I see a lot of similarities between the two, okay. and a lot of and I and I want to know if Rasan knew about it. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I'll have to learn more about that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> okay, but, but to get back to Kino Ai, um, just to maybe close out Kino Ai, I want to mention maybe my favorite scene shot in the movie is the end, the very last scene, is where. Um, and he's, this is more showing with kind of Vertov's belief in just what technology could bring to the old world kind of thing. And let, and it kind of hints at his, how he thought about the power of sound, not just sight, is this yeah. last scene where we see, um, we see a microphone for a radio station and then we see a guy play the violin for it. And then he cuts to an old uh, lady listening to the radio. And then he cuts to a girl looking at her mother listening to the radio while yeah. she listens also. And that's how the movie ends. Yep. it's just so perfect because it's like it's just perfect like because it, it works on a literal sense like a girl is actually watching her mother listen to a radio on a violin yeah. for the first well, it's, time it's, it's, also, it's, it's, it's also just hilarious because it gets the like loose playful thing about this whole movie because yeah. it's like 
Well, like the violin playing, and then like the ma, the the grandma or whatever, the old lady listening to it. She's like, she's like baffled. She's like, yeah, she's yeah, like that. Yeah, and then the girl's yeah. like looking at her she's with a big smile on her face. Yeah. I was just like, this is hilarious. That, that, that's, that's me. Like when I'm like showing someone one of my favorite movies, I'm just like looking at the reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's but, you showing us a lot of to me though. And we're like, oh, okay, nah. well, yeah. let's not discuss no, that no. again. <laughs> No, yeah, we cause, all like him because you said because you said yesterday that Vertov uh, he was the one that that knew that that knew what sound was going to do for cinema yes, obviously yes, and yes. like so, whereas someone like Eisenstein and even Chaplin were a little like against stuff like that you know yes, yes. But, they were more hesitant to it of what yeah it be, but well they thought yeah. it would like ruin the medium or something mm-hmm. you know? and we're definitely where it would, that with we'll the, just enhance it but. that's why I'm really excited to talk about enthusiasm and uh, three songs of Lenin which we'll get to in a couple weeks because um, those are just down films and we'll see like. I mean, one of them literally has this, the, a song, and yeah. you know, and uh, enthusiasm is like all about sound to some degree. Not all about, but a lot of it is. It's almost like well, some of these early movies just with sound added. Damn. But the documentary aspect of sound too, right? So the actual sounds of mechanical yeah. noises and stuff. Um, no, I'm really excited to talk about those, but we'll get to these other two movies that I'm excited to talk yeah, about. Um, ones that we haven't talked about kind yet. Of, <laughs> and that's kind of why, uh, for the reason why we're doing three movies this week and I wanted to is because we I felt like we definitely had to do Kino Eye because especially Blake has seen a lot of Kino Proptas and I kinda, it's almost like an extension of those for a yeah. degree. And, but then I also, we, def, we had to group these two because they almost, to me, feel like the same movie. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, one I, of them, I, the city view, and then one of them, what's outside yeah. the... What's yeah. outside I, I literally the get, like, the city. I get yeah. images from both of these mixed up, so... Yeah. Yes, like, yes, yeah. and he's definitely, he definitely uses a reuse of some, too, so... <laughs> yes, um, yeah. But, okay, but we'll start with the more, um, in the city one, which is Stride Soviet, which yeah. came first. Um, what do you guys think about Stride Soviet? What's, like, overall yeah. thoughts, what stands out to you? Honestly, the most memorable part of this movie for me, because it's kind of hard to talk about the movie as a whole, because I don't really know, like, my exact thoughts on it. I kind of... It, it's just something I have to, like, probably rewatch before, but uh, I especially love the factory scenes when, like, just showing... Is, is that this movie? Where they yes. show a bunch of factory scenes? I just really like, like, I mean, the, just, all the mechanical and, like, uh, yes. stuff about the factory. It's just so, like... Yeah. I don't know. with the With the score and stuff, it just... It's kind of like Man with the Movie Camera. It's just the way it juxtaposes with the score. It's just like the rhythm, rhythm, yeah. I just love that most about it. But, yeah, I mean, just, I think, as we said, him filming Soviet Union, the Soviet Union at this time, was just interesting. Yes, yes. That's the main thing I took away from it. It is kind of like a history lesson a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it is, from the direct source. Yes, yes. What about you, Blake? Stride Um, Soviet in general? No, yeah, I really really like Stride Soviet also. Um... And I really like both. I think I think I do prefer a six part of the world a little slightly more, just because it does talk more so about like their not like like his opinions on like capital and like what capital is like yeah. doing to the world basically. Um, but I do love like Stride Soviet because it is like two sides of the same point where he's showing like capital in one movie and then this movie he's showing like the answer to capital basically yes, yes, or like yeah. like like. Yeah. their answer to capital yeah. there's a better way to put it yes. and it's just it's just honestly awesome watching i mean this is this is definitely a movie people would consider like 
a biased movie, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's literally showing the Soviet pride of, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to, like, help your fellow man, and, like, give them free yeah. stuff, like, give yeah. them farming. But then he'll, he'll still show, stuff, like, starving but... children and stuff. Exactly. Too. He'll like, still yeah. show, he'll show, he'll still show all that stuff about, yeah. like, the starving children. But I think in this, I, was that, was that in Kinowire in this one where he shows the starving children as, like, old Soviet Union or something like that? I'm pretty sure it's in this one. I thought it was in this uh, one, too. one of the, um, so, like, one of the challenges, uh, that Vertov would have for uh, trying to make documentaries the way he did was most why most people were attracted to just the narrative form of storytelling is because it's straightforward, right? Um, you don't have to think about the structure that much because the narrative is the structure, right? It's telling you it, there has to be a certain logic to it. Yeah. So, but if you're saying, okay, I'm going to take that out, you have to replace it with something. And what Vertov does in this movie especially is, um, and Jeremy Hicks points this out, uh, which made me think of it, is he uses the from to structure like you were saying so he uses a shot of a starving person just a single one and it'll say from yeah and that represents all the old world and then mm-hmm. it'll say two and then it'll show a machine or something yeah. and it'll be and that sh- represents new world just from a from two it made you think of an old world and new world just from two yeah. single shots right and just a, just the inner title and that's because uh, I know initially, Blake, you said you had watched it without the inner titles. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think Luke and I both watched it oh, without yeah, the inner titles. Yeah. Without the inner titles first, so you can still you can still tell that this is the one oh. that's t- that's showing that Soviet pride. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, still yeah. tell that, but like the inner titles definitely help definitely yes, help yes. with the process. Especially for sure. since uh, he also was uh, one of the first people to really think about the creativity of using the yes. inner titles. Yeah, you know, for like sure. In, uh, that's starts with Yeah, starts with Kino Prompt with that. Yeah. No, but in all of his uh, inner titles, he's like, oh, if I have to use them, you know, I'm going to make them count. If I have to use them, I'm going to make them count. I'm going to be a smart ass sometimes. (laughs) I'm going to be a smart ass sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, uh, okay, I wanted to mention before we get into the actual movie, um, Jeremy Hicks also points this out in his book that the, I guess, the subtitle for this movie, so it was called Forward Soviet or Stride Soviet, I guess, depending on how you translate that word, Um, but the subtitle was the Moscow Soviet in the present, past, and future for a Soviet. And that's what you're saying, right? That's yeah. what literally makes the from, too. So, because he's saying he's showing in the past, and then he's trying to show what it's showing now. Yeah. But, and, um, I wanted to mention this earlier. I think on our take one, I mentioned this earlier, but I'll mention it now, is, uh, it's kind of interesting where, especially in his later movies, you'll start to see the tension he has with the Soviet Union, just like a lot of filmmakers start to have with their countries, yeah, especially yeah, earlier yeah. Uh, in, when they're making uh, national cinema, is... Uh, you know, this kind of tension of what they want you to show and what you want to show, right? Yeah. And so it's it does feel like to some degree Versov is also trying to get away with showing this is still the Soviet Union now, yes. this starving person. Yeah. Yes, because this starving person yes. is, is what I'm filming now. Yes, yes, so, yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then if he puts the from, it still at least makes it be like, oh, see, that's the old world. Yeah. He's not saying that's yeah. not us now, even though he is kind of still showing that as now. Yeah. Even though he, at the end of the day, he still is pro-Soviet and he still believes oh, yes, in the cause. It's sure. just that maybe sure. it's his way, you know, to get away with showing the this is still the truth now as, yeah. as well, just by covering up. This is like I honestly, it's not even well. The yes, this is still the truth now, but it's like this is what we're trying to eradicate also. You yes, know? Like, yes, exactly. And that's yes. a that's a huge part of like why he shows that too, because he honestly he does believe that they're going to find the process to like feed their entire country, and that's like 
one reason why I like Strysovia so much, especially like the linen breaker scene with like the with like a oh, yeah, just that too. big ass oh, the big yeah, ass ice breaking ship because it's like it's like the linen breaker comes through breaking paving the way for the, from the ice so our freighters can like can like go can like start trading yeah, and stuff yeah. like that like because like, all of it, it has two meanings right yes it's, it's literally yeah. a cool shot of this is what the Soviet Union is doing it has a huge ship going through ice yes but it also stands for something else it also yeah. stands for linen literally breaking yes, yes. like breaking like yeah. breaking the way breaking new ground breaking paving the way for like yes the the workers you know like that's what a true poetic uh, kind of the for structure does right. Yeah, it's supposed to have multiple layers to it, kind of thing. At least that's one aspect to it, anyway. And I, I love that you brought that scene up specifically because I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to use for the picture of. Uh, oh yeah, for YouTube. Nice. I'm glad because like it's a great the, one. Even though I mean, there are so many images scenes, getting thrown so. at you, there are very certain moments uh, memorable, and that's yes. kind of how. Honestly, we should talk about the whole series. Just what what sticks out to you. We only have to go in order, yeah. but. Uh, is there anything that sticks out to you, Luke, that from Strikes Out yet? I, mean, I kind of mentioned yeah. it with the uh, all the fa- I, I, the the all just the factory shots. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of hard to like, specifically same stuff because again, it just mis- well, it, all the factory stuff is is also insane because I think in this one he is showing the process of like going from like manual workers to the to the to like what like, to like yeah. what mas- machines are going to help okay, the process, yeah. you know? Because like. I'm pretty sure in this one it also has the scene of the workers literally building the road by by like uh in the mud because like uh by put by placing those logs and just using oh, a sledgehammer yeah. to do that yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. shows the next scene of a machine being able to do that yes. and actually okay, help the yeah. process because he also shows this is a scene that I'll never forget because I remember watching it and I was like I've literally never thought about this before but like nowadays we have we have like bulldozers to excavate and take away like mountains of hills like like mountains of dirt but in like stride Soviet. We see just literal like planks on like like there's planks on the side of like a mountain, yeah, and yeah. there are just people digging digging with shovels oh, and yeah. like throwing throwing the throwing the shit out, and then he shows a scene of a bulldozer after that, and, like yes. yeah, and yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like or like of some of something to help the process. I don't think it's a bulldozer yet, mm-hmm. but something to help the process. And it's like I literally never thought about that. that that's how people used to have to excavate. It was literally just having a, a, hundreds of people. Shoveling yeah. at a mountain until they get it down to like just flat surface. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like, related, damn, but yeah. I mean, it's still is this just kind of related. It made me think of this while you were saying that is, like, the more you learn about how construction was done in the past, like, it's almost more insane when I think about yeah. like, the pyramids. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the pyramids. Like, yeah, because like that's I mean that's what most people think of. I feel like when you're like, how did they fucking do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're the Great Wall of China yeah. too. Like, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think that I still like. Yes, yeah. can people even do that today? Do you think pyramid like? It'd be hard. Yeah, like even it, today, it'd be hard. Plus, so. uh, the amount of money it would take. Yeah. How are you going to justify that oh on your gosh. ROI? You know, on your ROI. <laughs> uh, the return on investment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my yeah. tomb. That's, yeah. that's the, the, what other return do I need? Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, get to get back to uh, <laughs> yeah, um, pyramids are cool. I, okay, well, I love how you mentioned. You just I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's kind of just like. The, like the vibes of machines, you know, just yeah. the kind of mood of it's machines. It's just so cool. Like, I don't know the rhythm like... of them, you know, um, because enthusiasm, enthusiasm honestly takes that to a new level. I can't wait. Yes, for that, yes, no, I'm excited to watch that. <laughs> uh, but I know yeah. you watch Strike this week too. I do. And that yeah. kind of has that same feeling. Honestly, right? yeah, because it's literally right? workers. Yes, yeah, yes. and just, yeah, the just the right? just the fast pace and like yes. frenetic nature of it. Yes, that frenetic so nature. Cool. Yeah, because machines like when you're in a factory or when you think of one, you think of that frenetic just naturally yeah. yeah right and that's kind of just what yeah. Rodolfo's doing are all the scores in this movies by the way are these the official scores or no okay no no were they were these played with live audiences or they did play with scores and 
stuff too. Okay. Um, I mean, like, yeah, my, they, my he was known for like at least trying to get people to play the music he would want and stuff. But you okay. know, it was all yeah. it was all hit or miss back in the day yeah. like that. Well, the scores were fire. I, I watched. Was well, it well, the yeah. Michael Nyman? Nyman? Yeah. It was. Yes. Yes. Pretty, I have no clue what. I'm pretty sure it was. was if it's like the one that uh, that's on Kathy, it's that one. Okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Because there are a few different scores. Like people have scored his movies throughout the time. Uh, time. You can find a few, on YouTube a few different ones. Yeah, you can. Uh, okay, but the, the, I'll speak of a few kind of just uh, maybe the main theme, even more than just machines itself, is just kind of this uh, progress of industry, you yes. know, yeah. through machines, and that's kind of what he's getting at in different ways. And one of the key, at least, uh, moments in my opinion, is the electricity when he shows the electricity. Yes. You know, the lights turning on. And it has a shot he uses in both of these movies, and I wanted to see if you recognize this shot, because it it reminds me of an Ozu shot, when he shows the light bulb in the doorway. I can't remember the way. Uh, I'll oh, show it to you. Okay, yeah. But it's like because he shows it in both Sixth Part of the World and Stride Sophia, where you see the light so well, slowly turn on, but it's hanging from the ceiling. It's like damn, this would fit exactly in just like a. Ozu it it sounds like kind of like shot. an Ozu shot. Yeah, so. it's like. Um, I'll find it for you later. Okay, yeah, I, I, I need it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. No, it, but it's more just like, I love him, because he loves lights, too. You know? Yeah. He just oh, loves yeah. All, he, like, loves filming all this stuff about yeah. this. How is this the one where, where, like, it literally lights up the entire city and he's filming it? Is this, this is that Stride Soviet, sure or is one, that yeah. a, a six yeah. part of the world? I couldn't remember. Lights up the whole city. Because, like, he's literally filming it, and it's, like, linen, linen promised lights or something like that, and then it's, like... Or, and then like something that happened is like we fulfill the promise or something and like all the lights turn on in the city and he's just like filming from far away and then the city's just like yes, lit up yes it is this one it's because uh, they initially show Lennon's funeral yeah and then he says uh, okay I was gonna ask you if that was this one as every well. single piece of equipment every single machine yeah. uh, continues Lennon's work yes and that's when he shows all that yeah because like I love yes, that yes. scene of him just showing the city like shooting the city and like literally just completely a glow and I was like damn no because I thought you were talking about my favorite scene in the movie and I'll just go to it now is um when once again I love these shots from above the city you know kind of just his kind of like uh, God's eye POV yes. shots yeah. but um cause and Man with the Movie Camera has a honestly I'll just save it when we talk about it then but it has a really good showing the camera getting that shot yes dude I it's like it's one. honestly uh, yeah, the more one. I think like just thinking about these shots just makes me excited for what we're gonna watch. Now yeah, like he's building, that. he's building yes. upon his ideas in every yes. movie. Yes, and, and the thing sure. is, he's u- using a lot of the same images, yeah. or very similar images. So he's kind of building ideas based yeah. on the same images, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. But uh, that uh, I got distracted from mentioning my favorite scene in this movie is when it says uh, he shows that shot from above with the crowded street at the probably morning, and it, and then the caption says, "Where are you off to in such a hurry?" Because um, I'm pretty sure it's this one he's been using the quote you yeah uh thing over and over again right yeah i'm pretty sure no, actually no it's in six part of the world is that in six part it's, of the world yeah it's in okay. six part of the world i can see that's the thing i will yeah. get these uh confused talking about because they feel like one movie to me yeah, yeah. just part one and part two almost but in this one i do know he says like uh where are you off to in such a hurry and then he shows and he's and it says to church and they show a church and they show and it says yes. you know, to night school and they show yeah. night school and then to yeah. a workers club and they show basically all these stuff you can do in the city that you know, in Russia 30 years ago, probably wasn't even possible, you know, for a lot yeah. of times, especially yeah. for most people. Like, yeah. and he's, what's specific about Vertov is he's saying this is true for the average worker. You know, all these, all these activities you have in the city that you didn't used to have, right? It's, yeah. He's very excited about that. And he's, he's showing it through film, right? Are you sure that's not a sixth part of the world? No, it's Stride Soviet. Is, is it? No, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I forgot I wrote it down, yeah. Because, uh, it, it has my favorite quote that I put in my letterbox, um, where he says the evening is full of contrasts. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, that. Okay, and that's yeah. what a yeah. film can do, right? It can take you to those contrasts all of a sudden, just yeah. basically showing it as 
like he's trying to do. It's a part of a complete whole, the Soviet Union, yeah. all these contrasts, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, and then he shows people dancing, and he shows a gun being loaded, uh, like people ice skating, like basically all the stuff you can do in the city. Yep. Um, yeah, you can you can reload your gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just asked. And you did mention the other one with the light bulb, and then the last one I kind of want to mention was the library, where he shows all the books in the library. Yeah. And then he shows the women reading and the everyone workers reading and stuff. Just, you know, kind of just encouraging all these different aspects of the Soviet Union that yeah. they were trying to encourage yeah. anyway. Well, they were encouraging literacy, yes. Yes, literacy, <laughs> yes. Yeah, something that would does be Does this one, does this, is this the one that ends with, like, the plants and more plants, or is that a sixth part of the world? That's the sixth part of the world. Okay. Yes, because that's, that's my favorite ending. Yeah, no, that's, the, I love that ending so much, okay. Honestly, I love all the endings. But oh, yeah, yeah for uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, let's go to sixth part of the world, part two, basically, yeah, for me. Sure. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I will say, before we start this, um, Jeremy Hicks put a good little outline of what this movie is, and uh, six parts he, he writes it in, and it'll kind of help us frame, like, and I want to know what you guys think about this. So he says the first part is about uh, capital, capitalism yes. is based on inequality and oppression, he shows that, and then it goes to part two, by contrast, uh, the, USR, the Soviet Union, they are the rulers of their own land. And you know how he says that over, this is your land kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And then he says, uh, part three is, they produce a great variety of goods from their land. They show, And then he shows the goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they export these goods by all these different kind of means. Uh, then part five, uh, even the traditional Sami, I think that's how you say it, they produce certain things that can be exported. Yeah. Refers. And then uh, part six is, even though there are many types of backward or... Um, he says backward. I don't know how you would say it better, but um, he says backward. Um, there are many different types of backward people in the USSR. They're still trying to help us build towards Soviet Union. Uh, yes. Towards the greater good kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're and, all working together. And that's the thing. And I wanted to say that because it, it made me think of it in my head like, okay, that made the ideas a little more clear. But he points this out after, right after uh, pointing out the outline. He says, put like this, this film's highly structured argument becomes evident, but it seems less interesting. Right, and it does seem because it seems more yeah, like yeah. Uh, you're, I'm just describing a documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, th- and that's only half the point. You know, maybe only one fifth of the point. You know, a lot of people could do that, just like in writing. You know, and it'd be like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, okay, but that's yeah. not the point of the movie. It right? doesn't leave anything. Yeah, to your but like, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, so like yeah. just writing down capital leaves out like watching yeah, all these exactly. smarmy capitalists yeah. like looking yeah. around dancing, dancing while they're dancing yeah. and yeah. shit like yeah. that while while you while it's cut with like slaves working in the working in the fields and stuff like that and slave masters whipping them. Oh yes, and and uh, the quote at the end of the one just jumping to the movie at the capital, which is that first part. Um, because it kind of it's almost weird, you know. You're like, yeah. Because he doesn't say the capital at the beginning. It's like, is he just showing the Soviet Union like this or something? Yeah. And then he says the, it's like capital, and then you're like, okay, he's, yeah. you know, he's calling them out kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, it's my favorite quote because it it basically applies to a lot of you know, America today too is, on the brink of historical downfall, capital celebrates. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows the dancing increase. Uh, and yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, no, it's just so true. Even it's just literally like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Literally. Oh, yeah. so yes. Yep. Okay, let's <laughs> Dan, take a drink of water. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no one else wanted to say anything. So. I didn't know what to say. We were waiting for you. Yeah. Okay, correct us. Right. No, but, okay, but what do you guys think of... Uh, I know Blake said you like it more. Uh, yes. what do you, yeah, honestly, yeah, me too. Uh, no, like I, like, more, I liked yeah. it more because it shows the process of the Soviet Union and, like, or, like, their, their process of trying to become self-sufficient, you know? Yeah. Like, Stride Soviet is all about them, like, helping each other and trying to, like, 
help the greater good and like trying to build up their their infrastructure. This one's literally about them like trying to control the means of all their production and stuff like that. Yeah. And like and that's how they're gonna fight capital. Is like the only way to fight capital is for the worker to control every mean of every, like all the means of production yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's like it's stuff that hits home because that's literally what we're living now, you know? Like yeah. like now workers don't have the pa- they don't have power and they and we're always the ones that get like run over, you know? And that's what in this movie and what the Soviet Union, even though they failed, like they understood that and that's why I love the ending of this. We'll get to it eventually, but that's why I love the ending is because mm-hmm. even though they failed, they are still that symbol that we can all look back towards of like how like this can happen. Like we can do it. Yes. They they did fail. <laughs> But like we can do, it can happen, or if yeah. like, and we can make it better, honestly, honestly too. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, that is the thing, and not to get too off topic, but technology has gotten better. Yes. Like, a lot of you know, honestly, Virtov might have a heart attack if he saw the uh, technology we had today. Yeah. But then the the, re, the way it's being used and for the purposes it's being used is like almost exact opposite yeah. of what you would think. Yeah. If it was invented yeah. for a lot of things, so yeah. it's it just almost it's almost nice to see like be like. Uh, not only were they celebrating technology, but they were celebrating for the right reasons. Yeah. Like so, we could feed the poor, so we could give back the land to the people that it belongs to. That kind yes. of thing, yeah. right? And like you said, like the ending is sad and happy at the same time because it is uh, depressing that yeah, you know that, we see what yeah. happened today. But yeah. um, okay, to get more directly into the movie, we already kind of talked about the capital scene, and this is where we were, we really get to the good stuff. Is um, and I think why my personally why I like it better is I just like. The idea of going out to the rest of the... Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Jeremy Hicks kind of mentions how the first part of the movie, uh, or I, I'm even now describing it as a single movie, but uh, Stride Soviet is kind of just a microcosm of the Soviet Union from Moscow. Yeah. yeah. And then the, so- the sixth part of the world is the exact opposite. Yeah. It's like trying to show all of the Soviet Union. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, one, yeah, I feel like... By, by going you know, to the very edges, even from, yeah. you know, from the edge of the... Yeah. Or the Chinese. Yeah, he literally says he literally says from Caucasus Mountains. Yes. Like yeah. all the, the all like borders. literally go yeah. all the all the all, and I just, all over. I think yeah. I really appreciate about this one is that they just went to the wild because I feel like in all like the Soviet movies or whatever like especially this time like they are just only in the city I feel like. Yeah. But we actually get to see you know nature like yes. the what, the beauty of like no, the we wilderness. We get to see the taiga in this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. We get to see yeah. all that stuff in this. I one. mean, you can see why Blake got. Have you seen George Zulab? I have not, yet? yes. Oh, you, I mean, oh, you'll see why Blake loves that movie. Like, yeah, Kurosawa filming yeah. this, uh, yeah. this area. It's okay, amazing. Because that one was also commissioned by Russia, I'm pretty sure. Yep, it was. Yeah. Shout out Russia, bro. Shout out <laughs> Russia, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, the way he introduces this, too, is like, you know, Bertov is always working on multiple levels. He introduces uh, sheep bathing in, uh, in the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah. And he says, um, I'm pretty sure this is a play on words, because he says, uh, you, yes. comma, bathing sheep in the ocean like we are the sheep yes and then the next shot is uh people us bathing sheep in the yes. ocean yes yes <laughs> the next shot is people bathing the yeah. people bathing the sheep and he says you bathing the sheep in the ocean yeah you know yeah. and it's almost like he's showing the progress of what you are yeah just from two different shots and it's it just it's it's honestly just amazing but then yeah. he shows like all the different stuff really in rapid pace like the different tribes there and the different uh, cultures yes I'll name just a few, like the Tartars, the Buryats, the Uzbeks, the Kalmyks, the, I don't know if I'm saying these right, but the Caucasus, um, the Komi, those are a few that he mentioned. I didn't write them all down, but because he's going yeah, pretty no, fast. He, but... he went really fast through those, yeah. No, it's cool, like, because that's what I was saying, like, uh, the first part is, you know, just Moscow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, just the opposite, almost the exact opposite of Moscow. He's showing all these different places. Yeah, and it's know? like, and it's like what you, what you've been saying this whole time, it's like, or like, maybe not what you've been saying this whole time, but like, 
he's literally shooting like real life locations and stuff like that. Like oh, he's yeah. literally going out on location and shooting. And that stuff just didn't happen mm-hmm. that much. Even even, <laughs> even like even 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 in America and all that. Like Jazz and all that. They just had, they had their studios. Like they didn't go out on location to yeah. shoot. Like it must have been so fucking cold to shoot like to shoot that guy walking through walking through the walking through the through the like snow on in his snowshoes and stuff like that did i just shoot on location or i don't know uh he did make a movie in like the unfinished movie like quay mexico i'm sure you've seen okay i think i've seen that yeah on their post i'm pretty sure that was shot on it was like was battleship attempting or strike yeah those are kind of those are that's why uh and i oh that was take one i should kind of i'll mention that now we kind of got into it but uh like one of the key differences between Vertov and Eisenstein and what Vertov didn't like about Eisenstein was that, um, especially with Strike and Potemkin, which is what made me think of it, was he didn't like how Eisenstein was using <clears throat> this kind of documentary style, you know, of showing a real boat, showing yeah. a real factory, you know, the same way Vertov was. Yeah. But then using it for fictional methods, you know, to okay. tell a story. Yeah. He thought it was kind of cheating both ways. He's like, if you, he's like, you could tell he kind of doesn't like fiction films in general, but he's like, yeah. you know, I, I'm, a, I'm okay if they're making it, but if they're going to make it, just make it in the studio, you know, leave it all fake. Just make like, it in the studio. <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically what he says. Like, oh leave God. it all fake. You know, don't Damn. don't cheat the documentary by making it fake, you know? Okay. And I think you mentioned this on take one, you know, yeah. the, the, the never released yeah. episode. Yeah. But, uh, released you, episode. Said, <laughs> I, you, said, I, you said you think you agree with Eisenstein more than Versailles. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about yeah, to say okay, something. Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, um, I, 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 I wouldn't say, like, I complete, like, I'm, like, full with eyes inside, because like, I, I get what Vertov's coming from, I just, yes. I, I think I, 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 I think movies can be made, like, how he doesn't think movies can be made. I think Vertov just thinks, real, like Danny said earlier, real life is just more interesting than fiction. Yes. And we can yeah. film, we can film real life especially in a more interesting with, especially way. Especially for the camera. So, yeah. Yeah. For okay. the camera specifically. You know, yeah. like, a, a writing, it still might be better to write something fictional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the camera is by nature recording something that's quote-unquote true yes you know that's what camera is it's also supposed to be it's in the real world recording something else in the real world theoretically theoretically (laughs) that's why animation is kind of you know that's why it's it's its own own, it should be its own art form almost it is it it is film but not film because it's animation is is definitely uh, an art form yes yes it is but that's almost a separate topic it is yes (laughs) but it's kind of not because Vertov loved using at least stop motion animation and it's actually in this movie i think when we see real animation too Yes, no, this is the one yes. where, uh, what is that guy, what's that, the boy? Yeah, one? yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the shadow boy, or the shadow guy and yes. boy, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I remember that scene too. It no, it's a cool, it's a cool little animation. It yeah. is. Um, okay, but yeah, to mention at least, I wanted to mention one part that I, you guys remember and it made me think of kind of why I love this movie more, maybe of these three the, the most, is I mentioned Stride Soviet and I got it wrong, it was actually this movie where he keeps using the U um, oh, okay, yeah. Kind of yeah. U uh, form to, to be like... Yeah, it makes sense because of the U bathing sheep in the ocean. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And that's where he keeps using that because he's trying to show... And it's almost like impossible in our kind of uh, political climate in America to think of this because, like, you're basically on one side or the other in politics a lot. But, like, at this time, he's basically trying to say everyone in the Soviet Union is the same, on yes. the same side kind of thing. Like, even this person over here, this person over here, you know, this person doing this thing. It's all you, right? It's all uh, it's the Soviet Union. Right? Yeah. And one really good example for that for me is the uh, when he shows the people eating reindeer meat, uh, raw reindeer yeah, meat. Yeah, raw reindeer. You know, and yeah. he's like, uh, he's just showing it, just like it's any other thing. Even though it is kind of weird, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you like he. Uh, what I wrote down in my notes is it's almost non-judgmental. It is. Yeah. Every shot he's trying yeah. to show is just exciting. 
he's trying to show us, you know, this perspective of that's you too, right? So don't don't hate, you know. We're all yeah. fighting for the yes, same thing. All, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And I love just and they at the same time showing people eating raw reindeer meat. Show, showing know? people yeah. eating raw reindeer meat and people in the audience, you know. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a great shot. Because so. uh, yeah, because the bathing sheep comes back. That's yeah. the shot they're watching. Oh, yeah, that's the, the shot they're watching. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but what else? Do you, what else you guys uh, yeah. think of? Because I could just keep going, but um... honestly, my favorite part of the movie was uh, um, is like the shot of these hunters trying to snipe a uh, like a ferret or whatever out of the tree, mm-hmm. and then like they I forgot why I don't know why, I understand why they like they like ran away from it, and then all it showed like a ferret like. Just eating like a shoe or something in the snow, and I was like, "Damn, this is hilarious!" <laughs> like, yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, hilarious, the shooter, yeah. the like hunters, like doing this weird like jumping up and down. While and they shooting. just like they just like run away. I'm yeah, like, yeah, "What?" Like, and then like a... and then just shows. I just love the shots of the animals, to be honest. No, the and there's are, one there's shot. I think it was before shots. that where it's like a pack of like some animal, like a huge pack, like a huge like uh, stampede. That's a reindeer, probably. Is it reindeer? Yeah, okay, probably, yeah. I mean, no, because he does show some reindeer. No, he shows a lot. Of reindeer. He shows yeah, a lot of reindeer. Yeah. Honestly, stuff, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then Marker would, you know, homage that when he tried to sell his reindeer. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, when he tried to sell his reindeers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Bert Top was advertising it, and then you know. Oh, he definitely. Yeah, and then Marker's the salesman, you know. Anyway, let's get back to it. No, but you mentioned the audience shot a little earlier. It did. It, it relates to that you thing directly too because there's uh, one of my favorite at least quotes from the intertitles is you master of the Soviet lands in your hands the sixth part of the world because uh, you know people called Russia the sixth part of the world yeah. in your hands the sixth part of the world and then he shows uh, from sh- shot scenes of the actual places he's showing to the audience clapping to that yeah right saying they're the same thing the same thing yeah. right it's all you at the end of the day and he's already showing that with the audience as well um, and and then this is basically unrelated but it meant uh, about the animals that you were mentioning is uh, one of my favorite shots with the animals is when we he does the from thing uh, from the golden eagle on the arm of the Kurzka I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say Kurska, it Kurska. yeah yeah but it's one of those uh, I guess it's on one side to the eider on the cliffs of the Arctic Ocean and yeah. he shows the animals yeah. above yeah basically showing you know from one side to the other even the animals are part of this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that's probably another reason why I like it so much more than the not a lot more than Stratosophia, but that's maybe another reason. It Just the animals in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a cheat code, honestly. Yeah, it, like, is, it, is, it is. Especially with silent films. Uh, it's just, there's something about it. I don't know. And uh, what else did I mention? I mean, we got through most of the stuff I liked. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, um one of my uh, favorite shots in this, I'm probably gonna use it for the picture in a sixth part of the world, is <clears throat> There's a, cause you mentioned with the fact how he does the, like, he'll show the old, uh, uh, digging yeah. for the old, and then he shows the bulldozer for the new. He does a similar thing in this one with the tractors. Yes. Uh, where yeah. he shows the people having to do the, or the animals, like the cow yeah, dragging the it. And stuff. The yeah, the oxen yeah, dragging yeah. it. And then he shows the tractor doing it way faster. But he shows them both at the same time, almost like they're still doing the same for the same cause. Yes. He even uses like a triple shot, like where there's three shots going on at the same time of yep. like a pig on the bottom. And then a woman working, and then a tractor on the third part of the screen, all doing for the same cause, yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just you know, he's thinking of all these different ways to show this kind of con- this 
basically this idea of this is what you are, you know, the Soviet Union. This is what we're striving for. We're trying for. to be, yes. anyways, yes, yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like this is why people would obviously say this is biased. <laughs> but, but at the same time, this is literally the ideals he believed in. And yeah, a lot of people yeah. in the Soviet and Union believed in. That's, that's where it gets uh, tricky. It's where yeah. it gets tricky. And it's an early country, right? That's why yes. it's interesting as the yeah. birth of a country. Yes. Like, America's existed for 270 years, you know? Yes. It's not the birth anymore. So it's hard to see it as a fresh ideal versus... You know when how people thought of America in 1776, where it was all ideals. Yeah. Them, you know, yeah. and that's why it's it's different. It's interesting with with the film being there for that. Yes. You know? Oh my god. Yeah. Damn. No, it's it, it's it's such an interesting time period in silent in silent film history and just in history in general mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like my favorite part, I guess we're we're winding up. Is like I literally love like the ending just brings the entire thing together. But yes, like yes. the ending quote of just like plants and more plants, and then like he just saying him just saying I see. That we want to produce not only calico, but the machines need to produce calico. We want to produce not only tractors, but the machines need to produce tractors. We build in our country a complete socialist society. We are a hub for the workers of the West, a hub for the people of the East, who stand up to fight against the yoke of the capital. And that's literally the entire point of this movie. The entire point of the Soviet Union is that. And And even though, like, this is what I was getting to earlier, even though they failed, like, they still are like that ideal that like people can still look to of like what we can do of like what a, what entire country of people believing in like at least like most of them believing in the same ideals yeah. can do you know like this is what they can do they can change they and, can make changes yeah. and that's why this ending is so special too is because uh i think you mentioned the oppressed countries line right he does say that. Yeah. Oh, he does say that at the very end. I didn't mention that part. Uh, yes, he does say he that. He does at the show. Very end. The, uh, yeah. It's not supposed to stop here, too. Yeah. Right. He yeah. shows literally. I'm pretty sure there's soldiers in China, and this is. I mean, like you said, it was a symbol to a country. It was a symbol to Cuba and China. All these. It was. It especially was. China. Yeah. You know, like um, right being right next door, uh, kind of. But um, it was. You know, it was the first country, at least on a major scale, to be like that. Uh, to basically. Think of a new ideal that wasn't cap- based on capital, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and the way it's shown with these kind of rapid, it gets more rapid paced through. Like, it does. The montage gets more faster paced with different shots of people, machines, yes. and it kind of just ends with just machines. If I'm pretty sure, like just yeah. closer, closer shots yeah. of machines, just showing like. This is what we're trying to get to. Yes, basically. Yes, yeah. We're yes, trying yeah. to control the means of production, so that yeah, we don't no, have okay, to be yes. like. Yeah. yeah. And the last line is, "They will pour forth." Uh, the other countries they will pour forth into the stream of the united socialist economy yeah yeah and that's kind of how it's ending it's not even supposed to start with the six part it's not even supposed to stop with the sixth part of the world right yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be the whole world eventually yes you know mm-hmm. and that's and, and i wrote in my notes it's depressing to a certain degree too because you're watching it with uh, knowing 100 years later what's going to happen at least yeah. to some and i don't know all the history obviously about exactly what happened but i know how you know we live in a capitalist world basically yes yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. Like he would be depressed <laughs> to see how he would find definitely out, be depressed. but it's almost yeah. like inspiring at least to see that kind of hope, you know. Yeah. Especially today, we don't see that much in our films like that. Yeah, like, definitely. Almost like you can't even have that much hope in your film, or just sound like lying, you know. Yeah. You can't yeah. For sure, you sound like you're trying to be edgy. And yes, stuff. yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, um, before we go to our next week, uh, which is um, the eleventh year and Man with the Movie Camera, do you guys have any last thoughts on? Uh, Vertov. I'm excited to see more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'm very excited. To see no, more. we're just getting started too. Like these are more of like. I, I love all these movies, especially Six Part yes. World. I really think yeah. uh, he's starting to get into his uh, his groove kind of. But these next two, especially Man with the Movie Camera, you know, which is yes. you know part of the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited next week. 
Um, I'm glad we got through it. I'm yeah, glad. I'm yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank okay. God. And, uh, uh, we were all just nervous that it was going to stop at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. yeah. If you could tell, but um, no, we, we got, got through it. it. Yeah, it's working. It's working. So. Hopefully you can see you hear us. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Regardless, Hopefully what were you saying? See us, the, see us through the microphone. Yeah. But until next time, <laughs> <laughs> hope to see you floating through the clouds. Thank you.